Good evening. Welcome to Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your host and homeboy, Jamar Nelson. And I'm Patwin Lawrence. Welcome. You it's know, not evening, it's actually afternoon. It is. I know. <laughs> See, well, in the world of being podcast and pre-record, you can say that. And, and yeah. thank you for busting me out. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, whatever time that you podcast it, good podcasting. Yeah, there okay. we go. All good right. podcasting. Okay. 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 Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> I'm Jamar. That's Pat over there. It is beautiful day. It's uh, it is. February the seventeenth. Yes, yes. It's, uh, my nephew's Time birthday. Time is going. Time is flying by. We'll be uh, at the end of the month, like next week. That's right. Yeah. No. You know. And, and then time will move forward. And of course, after February, time always goes faster. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder we get why. An hour. We get an hour. I don't care about that or time. Jump an hour, actually. Yeah. I don't care about that time. I'm saying. Well, yeah, because then how does it days, always go faster after February? Hmm. Because we're getting older. No. You know, there's this theory, the older you get, the quicker time moves. Does that I, actually happen? I am getting old. Because I remember when I was a kid, time would go really slow. Well, when you was a kid, Methuselah then. was a, you know, you used to play with Methuselah. <laughs> so that's why time went slow. That would be a blessing. Hey. Y'all that had those hourglasses. Y'all didn't really have, you know, <laughs> real time. So, you know, that's why I went so slow then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How you doing, though, Pat? Oh, I'm doing well. Hang it in there. Hang it in there. It's been a it's been a very interesting week. Oh, to say the very, least. Though. Very interesting week. To so. say the least. Yeah. Your 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 friend, your homeboy, your president is always step, yeah. putting his foot in it. And it. How did he put his foot in it this week? Uh, oh please, oh please. You know what? Seriously. Come on, let's get it going. I I I don't uh, I just don't understand how and when and why. When is Republicans going to come to reality? All right. Or when okay. are you going to have that come to Jesus moment? We're going to say that. Listen. Well, we already know Jesus, unlike the Democrats. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because you... But okay. <laughs> okay. This is a family show. This is a family show, so I'll save that for off air. At, okay. at, at any rate, yeah. How? When is? When are you guys going to say for real that the guy I voted for mm-hmm. isn't who he is? He, he is mm-hmm. not... Are you going to admit that he's a bigot? When are you going to admit that? What did he do? But you never gave any evidence. Pat, when you been, only give what been, the mainstream media the lies. And this week, actually, people really paid attention to the mainstream media. They'll see the oh, blatant man. lies and disinformation and the propaganda that they put out there. But we'll talk about it as we go forward. Pat, but anyway, so but what did Trump please. do this this week that was negative? What isn't what didn't he do? That was okay. his whole the whole year that he's been around has been negative. Okay, but this week we're talking about this week. What do you OK? Where, where to begin? Where to begin? You kick it off. Where to begin? You want me to kick it off? Yeah. Okay. How 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 about the fact that we found out he's a a, a total adulterer? Uh, well, and we shouldn't expect anything less. For, he's a Republican, so okay. Okay. You guys with family values, except for you sure. like to cheat on your wives and come to the airport in Twin Cities and try to find men. But anyway, yeah, listen. That happens. Uh, yeah. You know, you, yeah, that's what y'all do. Uh, listen, I'm saying. So we find out that while this while this man's wife was giving birth, oh. he's out having affairs with. Okay. Uh, uh, porn stars, mm-hmm. paying them off. Uh-huh. This is the guy you voted for. Okay. And if even if you knew about it now, you'd still vote what does for that him. Have to, what does that have to do with his role as the president? It's, well, it's indicative of I, who he I, is. I never, the personal lives Wait, of our you guys, it's Obama or Bush or Trump, Trump or, that never, that never They didn't have affairs, me. though. It, it, really? Well, Be, I don't know about uh, Obama or, 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 or Bush, but... So what if Trump had affairs? A lot oh, of presidents do. While he, while his wife was a giving birth. A lot of them. Birth? Hey, oh, that's back disgusting. in the old days, a lot of bad things went oh, down. I don't care about the old days. I'm talking about the dude but that then, is supposed to be the leader no of eyes. the free world. Sure. 
how disgusting that is, how he talked about family values, how he talked about Bill Clinton while yeah. while doing the same thing. What I'm but saying is Trump is, doing that while he's in office. See, Bill Clinton was getting a blowjob while he was the president on the job. Oh, that's but the it, difference. Oh, See, it's a difference. That's the difference. Oh, it's a difference. It's kind of like your coworkers. Like, you know, you have crazy, freakish coworkers, but as long as they aren't acting a freak at work, I don't care. Oh, get, your, okay. get your job done. Oh, OK. But now if they're doing it while they're at their desk, well, you know, then I'll have a problem with <laughs> oh really? Okay. Uh, that, that's where we would have a problem. Well, the fact is, uh, I think that I don't know when are you guys going to actually be honest, be honest with yourself, mm-hmm. and realize and, and realize that. This- and I don't support that. I, you know, I think that's terrible. I think men, once you make those vows, uh, you know, you need to uh, stick to those vows. And one man, one woman, you know, for life. That's, oh, that's wait what a minute. I believe. What did Personally, you, what, that's what did one you, man, one woman for life. Really? Yeah. Really? That's my personal belief. That's what that's okay. what I believe. It is your personal belief. Yeah. But listen, see, that's what I'm saying. But that doesn't Republicans, mean... you guys don't believe in real freedom. What you do you, don't, you don't believe in real freedom. What do you mean? One man and one woman. You have the right to love whoever you want to love, be it another man, be it another female. That's what real freedom why, is. Why you... Real freedom isn't how <laughs> it isn't how you guys uh, like. Okay. To... Okay, I'll give you that. Yes, you, that's real you can, freedom. Yes, you can do, and you know the libertarians would join you on this cause too. However, I believe everyone that should join be, us. I, if you're if you're an American, mm-hmm. you should join me. Doesn't matter what party you are on uh, on say, supporting loving whoever you want to be, or and, and being whoever your, you want to be in your personal lives and your personal opinions. Sure, but I think society needs to have a set moral code and moral standard. No, it doesn't. And if they, you they have, do. if you are married and, that's and you're cheating on your wife, or you or you you have a husband and you're you're out there cheating with other men or whatever, no, that breaks down society. That breaks down the family because the family is oh, how you pass on corrupted. general wealth, that's how, generational wealth. That's how you pass on values. That's the family is the building block of society. This and ain't so, little house on a prairie. And so, well, it doesn't matter if it's yeah, well, because you're not doing they reality. Society is apparently society is already messed up. Well, society is messed up. So this we know. So we got to do with everybody the wants to do what they want to do instead well, of having a set freedom, a set standard. Oh, we because have standards, that's, but that's your standards reason, may not be my why standard. A double standard. You know why there's a double standard why, with, between why, why men pay? can go out and cheat and wander around? Why and and we really just kind of don't really condone it, why? or we do condone it, yeah. but. Then with women, we're like, oh, my gosh, you're like the worst person in the world. It's because you have to think about property rights, inheritance. If women are out cheating like men are, then men can't be sure that those offspring are their offspring. <laughs> that, that's really where it comes from. That, that's why. That, that is why. And so, you know, I, I think a man should be faithful to his wife. And if they want to have an open relationship, if they want to do all that, that's their personal business. Absolutely. That's their personal business. Absolutely. But I don't think society should be condoning that. And I think we should be frowning on that. Society that's should my stay, personal opinion. Society should stay they nose in their own business. Well, and I, not you know, actually, I that. would agree with that because okay. I don't think that the state should be in the business of marriage. They shouldn't. Get it. Because, you know, the whole Get reason why we have marriage, business. marriage licenses, it was so when blacks or whites want to intermarry, that's why they had licenses to get permission. That's right. Uh, but, yeah, the state shouldn't be in there because for me, marriage is a religious institution that where a man and a woman comes together, they form their own family union and they have offspring, which is the merging of the two. You see in the DNA, the 23 from the mother, 23 from the from the father, and they create this whole new offspring. And that's, his, that's what the family is about. But then if you have all these other people coming into these relationships, then that's that's what's the problem. How about the fact also that your president, mm-hmm. uh, when speaking of this uh, this mass shooting mm-hmm. and I'm not going to be uh, like the media and say uh, 
um, this is the largest in mm-hmm. history because we know you know. No, we, it wasn't. No, it's yeah. it's definitely been one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that when he spoke on it, mm-hmm. never once mentioned the word guns. Mm-hmm. Spouting the the NRA mm-hmm. uh, talking points, talking about mental health, which we do have a mental, a mental health, health issue. absolutely. Mm-hmm. But then don't come into office mm-hmm. and rescind the executive order mm-hmm. that prevented those that had mental incapacities mm-hmm. to possess weapons. This is what kills me. We, we got well, I actually support that Trump actually did that because when, no, that's, that's because crazy. What, what was going on? People were being deemed or declared no, mentally no, they deficient. Okay, yes. I'll, I'll let they you finish. Being, I'll, I'll wait. We got two mentally minutes. deficient, and okay. so that's, that's why Trump is rolling that back. But despite of what happens, we are not going to give up our guns. This is just as simple as that. No. It's not can happening. I, I, wait, I, I know that's the push of the Democrats. Can I finish? You want to take our right, gun I'll rights, wait. I'll wait. but it's not going to happen. I'll wait. So, go ahead. Okay. Not now time, and I'm going to get country on you. N-A-N, not now time, did I or any other Democrat, especially President mm-hmm. Obama, ever, ever, mm-hmm. ever say we should confiscate weapons. No. Um, actually, what, uh, no, the senior senator from Colorado. I said myself uh, or President California. Obama. Now, let me finish. And Obama supports that because of all of Let his me, past activities I, that he's been involved in groups that I, want to confiscate guns because what they want to do is they want to put people in the camps. He was I a wait. part of those groups with like Bill Ayers and others where they want to re-educate people to a more socialist mindset. I wait. So, what but you're still me, not getting our guns. What kills me, nobody wants it. We think that <laughs> okay, we, 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 we think you should have the right we to We should actually honor. get more. But I think what's crazy is y'all have proposed mm-hmm. that you shouldn't buy a beer till you're 21 but any fool mm-hmm. can buy a weapon mm-hmm. before he's 20. That's ludicrous. And that's why this idiot. I can, I finish? can I finish? I agree with that's that. why this idiot was able to go out and buy an AR-15 mm-hmm. and kill all. And then let me ask one more question because we got to go because we got great guests coming. Yeah. What color have the last few shooters been? So they have been white. Okay. And I'm asking another question. Oh, this guy's actually Latino. Uh, he's actually white. But no, look, he's Latino. And, and what party did he belong to? Uh, Democrat? No. Yes, according no. to the voting records. No. See, that's some of the no. lies that no. he put out no. there okay. saying that he was a white supremacist and all, where that white what supremacist do you re- said. Okay. He, we, he we actually gotta, said we, that he was a party, but no, he actually he didn't. lied because His he word. took it back. He rescinded it. No, he did. He did. You're going to Oh, my Lord. He did. Pat. He rescinded it. He said he did that to get attention for his group. Sure, but sure, then we have pictures sure. of this guy he's with a, Antifa shirts he's on. He's a white, he's a he's white, a white Trump supporter. He's How a do you white, know he's a white Trump supporter? I don't, I, no one. From that picture that they showed on his website with the MAGA hat, but his face is covered. You don't even know if that's him. It's him. So that's, see, that's part okay, of, that's got, part of the go. propaganda Listen, that's been oh, put out there by yeah, the media. It's, Really? It's confirmation bias. Oh, it's the media's fault. People are immediately ready to jump and say, he's a white supremacist. He's this. What is he? When he was an Antifa member. He was a part of that. They actually have pictures of him in, with the Antifa shirts on. So him just saying recently, F Antifa, what's that mean? See, that's that's all part of the programming that's out there. That's why the Listen, muddy, the water. We got to go because we got a great, we got a great guest coming. We got an author, uh, Jasmine Boda coming up, and she can talk more about relationships and you know tell you how crazy you are because you know you are, but uh, you know. <laughs> Because you know, he's Republican. So on the other side of the break, we got more. This is Black. We don't believe in lies. That's yeah. why. Well, this is Keep It Real Radio too. <laughs> we got more on the other side of the break. This is Black Republican, Black Democrat on Twin Cities News Talk, TwinCitiesNewsTalk dot com.
Pat when you don't know nothing about that. Welcome back to Black Republican, Black Democrat on Twin Cities News Talk, TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com, and your our heart radio stations. Thanks for the podcasting and downloading later. Right now, see, I, I'll see you over there bobbing, but mm-hmm. who is this, Pat? Do you know who I don't that? know. Oh, see, I don't even know why I asked. <laughs> I don't even know why I asked. You, you have no idea. You're not hip like I am. <laughs> Welcome back. We have actually... The month of uh, February, we've mm-hmm. been having an action-packed show of black great history. black guests mm-hmm. from black... Of course, we have to... It's Black History Season. It's Black History Season. Well, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? Season, That's yeah. right. See, Pat, when I season. decide, it's not just Black History Month, because we're going to do this into the month of March. Yeah. So it's Black History Season yeah. around here. So we're going to continue great guests into the month of March, too. And we don't stop today. And one of our great guests is... Uh, let me tell you how I found out about it. Uh, actually, uh, it was through someone else on Facebook, and... Um, Jasmine always does these Facebook lives, uh, either by herself or with her child. And I mean, the sister's deep, okay? And what I love, so I'm a feminist. I have no, I have no shame, and I, I love supporting, especially black, uh, black women, smart black women. And when I heard on whatever topic it was, I can't even remember whatever topic it was, I was sitting there like, and you know it's hard to keep, uh, when you're watching those Facebook lives, you know, if it ain't bumping the first few seconds, folks tend to just, Keep going. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there holding my phone like, damn, wow. Because she's so deep. She's intellectually mm-hmm. smart, and she knows about a lot about what, especially the said topic that she's uh, going on about. And did I mention author? Did I, did I say that on the way? Because, you know, you kept interrupting me talking about this propaganda from the Republican mess. But she's an author, and she does so many different things. So I, I, I can't say as w- without... Uh, tripping all over myself so i'm gonna let her do some of this so welcome our, to our uh, studios jasmine boda how are you i am doing well peace love liberation everyone um so yes i am an educator by trade so i have a master's in education and i used to teach middle school social studies what for grade? a while uh, middle school ah, six through eighth grade okay Yep, sixth through eighth grade. I always thought that that's what I would be doing until I retire. I love teaching, um, and I ended up being called to teach in many different ways. So you just see a lot of my passions being merged together, and I honestly believe that all of them are intertwined. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am the founder of a LLC called Ubuntu Minneapolis. Ubuntu is African saying, I am because you are. So it really means that. We're all just interconnected, and I can't be okay if you're not okay. Um, primary focus is the black community, so those who have melanin running through them, um, I'm all for it. And so then what do I do? I, I'm a doula, so my major focus is um, black women birthing. There's a huge crisis in maternity health for black women who are dying three to four times more likely um, than white women. So really? I'm all about mm-hmm all about is pretty big now it's finally starting to get some traction behind it now that serena williams had her incident where she almost died on the table giving birth and um she actually had to coach the doctors around how to save her life because she was a black woman Mm -hmm. i believe (laughs) because she was a black woman they kind of shunned off or shooed off or brushed Mm -hmm. off her um, questions and the things that she was asking and she Mm -hmm. almost lost her life and almost Mm -hmm. bled to death on the table so explain well okay okay let's see that when i say she's deep this is what i'm saying so she's here schooling 
I didn't know this. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm a father of three, mm-hmm. and I, and we say that as men, I'm a father of three. Like mm. I bear them, so you know, no. <laughs> <laughs> so explain this to me. What, what happens to black black women during birth? That- yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So basically, the essence is we. The further we get from our traditions, um, the more sick we become. And so with the westernized medical system, what happens is a lot of times we are discriminated against. And a lot of times we have these tensions and this anxieties when we're interacting with these systems. So in birthing, you know, it's very important that the woman feels relaxed. She feels calm. Mm -hmm. She feels welcome. She feels like her needs are being met. And when she's interacting with these systems because of systematic racism and because of how historical trauma work when they come together, it basically stresses the woman out. So um, there are many different factors. So, and basically we have the highest C-section rate, but we also have the highest um, uh, mortality, mm-hmm. infant mortality and mm-hmm. maternity, maternal mortality. So basically women are dying um, because we're not being allowed to practice birth, which is not a medical, <laughs> it's not a medical emergency. It's a natural mm-hmm. process. So we aren't allowed to, to practice that. And, because of the racism and the historical trauma, we're basically dying. Our infants are dying, um, having preterm labor and things like that. So um, I believe that my push is to get women to kind of advocate for themselves, birthing at home, birthing with a midwife, birthing with a, a team in a village behind you because it can mean life or death for, for us. Mm. Um, and I, bur- I birthed in the hospital, but I had the privilege of having my daughter's father there who was, you know, mm-hmm. a, a very stern and very um, supportive. And I had a birth plan and a doula who kind of shielded and protected mm-hmm. me and brought our culture mm-hmm. into that birthing space. A birthing. Well, okay. To, I think, no, I think this is fantastic because mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know about the, well, yes, there is systematic racism and discrimination. That's true. But I think it's not just attacking black women and Hispanic women and Asian women, but it's all women because I think we're moving away from the traditions of our ancestors, all of us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, a lot of those practices that women like my dad, he's from South Carolina, Gullah Geechee, culture, background. And so a lot of them have those African traditions that were passed on. Right. And so there's a lot of things that we are getting away from because we think Western medicine is like a god. It's the end-all, be-all. When there's a lot of things that they don't know or understand that other cultures that they would consider primitive or backwards are very progressive and knowledgeable in. And I think we do need to get back to that. I think we need to get away from hospitals Mm -hmm. in many ways that there are danger centers. They're death centers, really. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, giving birth at home and having a natural environment is better. And then also how you give birth, too. Instead of laying down, you know, it should be in a squatting position. Just like when you go to the bathroom, it should be a squatting position, not how, you know, if you've seen the the squatty potty, if you've seen those on Facebook where, you know, have you seen that? It's all about how your body's naturally designed to eliminate or to give birth mm-hmm. we don't we, we're going against that and i think that what you're doing is fantastic bringing that awareness to people so that they can get back to their roots yeah 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 what you said though yeah i definitely we need to get away from the hospitals but more so the first comment you said the all women all women are dying three to times more likely Word. and that's where i'm very intentional about you know my work with and i do breastfeeding too where mm-hmm. it's kind of a full wraparound thing like i'm working i'm starting to work mm-hmm. with women with fertility Mm -hmm. issues and then Mm -hmm. birthing and then breastfeeding and then early literacy where it's really like 
the power is with and that's us. and that's fantastic that you talk about the breastfeeding too because i didn't know I that that was gonna, a big yeah. issue yeah, I was just especially with black women because uh, yes. I, asked, I had to ask my mom about it and she said yeah i breastfed you i thought women that's what all women do but apparently a lot of black women had been shunned away from that mm-hmm. and of course the giving like c-section you shouldn't do that like you should go through the birth canal yeah. because there's things that you right. pick up that impact your immune system yeah when you go through the birth canal that actually empower you and help you to the kids to be healthy mm-hmm. but then also with breastfeeding if you're giving them regular milk like cow's milk instead of the milk from the mother you need the milk from the mother because that has enzymes and properties Absolutely. of a human That's being right. yep, that yep. a young human being needs to grow and it so keeps those it just kids. makes sense this one here sitting next to us uh didn't get an earache or didn't mm-hmm. Get sick, mm-hmm. you know, up until starting to go to school where the other yep. with the come in contact with those germs because his mom breastfed. Mm-hmm. So I do mm-hmm. know the advocacy of breastfeeding, and it's yep. kind of weird now that hospitals now are somewhat, especially the birthing center oversight. I know we're not talking about that, we should get away from, but um, what, what kind of the, the when they mention um, uh, sharing breast milk from other women, mm-hmm. I'm like, no thanks. No, I don't. Well, no. I don't think I, that's problematic. Because no. we were in slavery. Actually, it was yeah, our, but, yeah. our grandmothers giving it to the, the, the white masses. Exactly, because they were forced yeah. to. But I, yeah. listen, I, I don't no. want... No. No, but... Yes, and so wet nurses were a thing, <laughs> yeah. were yeah. very much a thing, but also village approach. When you mm-hmm. go back to African traditions, we the village, mm-hmm. when, when a child has a, a baby, that child belongs to everyone. The women and the men are actually, in a lot of cultures, mm-hmm. the women and the men are separated, which means mm-hmm. that right. if woman has to, on the slave plantation, if the if I had to step away to go do my job mm-hmm. and my sister was nursing and lactating, mm-hmm. she would provide for my child mm-hmm. until I came back. Um, right. And it's all also, it, it's weird. I will say uh, a lot of people who are following me now, who follow me before I am who I am, um, really couldn't understand that. But I'm in a. I was in a place where if if the woman is eating well, she's taking care of her body, and she has a system living, a systematic or a similar way of living than you do. It's actually more beneficial for the baby to get that human milk than to get the formula, the mm-hmm, formula that mm-hmm. has all of the synthetic things in mm-hmm. it. So I've been to a place I've donated um, about I, I can't remember the amount, but ounces and ounces of my milk, my chocolate milk for other women who <laughs> could not <laughs> breastfeed. She said chocolate milk. Wait a minute, let's, yeah. let's, let's get into that a little bit more on the other side of the break. I'm telling you, when I say this sister is deep, yeah, this, she is deep. Yeah. Let's get into it more with Jasmine Boda. I guest on Black Republican Black Democrat. It's uh, Jamar Nelson on Twin Cities News Talk, TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Welcome back. Black Republican Black Democrat, Twin Cities News Talk, TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. And on y'all iHeartRadios, I'm Jamar Nelson. I'm Patwin Lawrence. Welcome back. You know what? I picked this song for you because I, you know, Angie Scott, you know. <laughs> I was, you know, trying to, you know, she's kind of, she's deep too. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So listen, back to what we were saying. With, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Back to what we were saying. Um, anymore. You, um, your last post, you were talking about a transformation that you had gone through. During birth? Yes. Yes. Hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about it? 
Yeah. So you all can hear, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're good. You're um, good. that's because I didn't have on the headphones. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, um, my daughter was born. She was conceived here in Minneapolis, but I lived in um, Boston, Massachusetts. So she was born at the world-renowned Boston Medical um, Women in Brigham's Hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and throughout my birthing, throughout my pregnancy, I basically did all this research and reading what you mentioned about the process of the Mm -hmm. the child actually coming through Mm -hmm. the the womb and the canal, the psychology behind it, Mm -hmm. and the health benefits. Um, So I just spent that whole 10 months, 40 weeks, (laughs) spent that whole 10 months really preparing myself. Um, I I called myself going through this like mid-20s crisis. I was 23. I just finished my master's, first year of teaching, and here I am pregnant. And it's like, so I'm going through all of these different feelings. Um, very Baptist at the time, very involved in the church and unmarried and all of those things. So I spent that time just really reflecting on the way that I wanted to break these generational cycles and curses and historical trauma and epigenetics, just all of these things with my child. Um, And around, I would say around two, three months, and I decided that I was going to have a natural birth. So I began preparing myself working out, um, eating well. And in the process, my mother, I was fortunate enough to have my mother there um, and my daughter's father. And basically, I started off with this at the local clinic with uh, OBGYN, who was a man and very, very, very unaware of the birthing process is the way that I like to say it. (laughs) Um, Very unaware. You know, he didn't have many, he didn't have much advice for me. He didn't, he pretty much when I brought up the fact that I wanted to natural birth, he kind of shunned it. And he kind of told me that, you know, most, most women come in and they say that and they actually don't do it. So, um, I ended up stumbling across stumbling on this poster, um, from a midwife who was talking Mm -hmm. about natural birthing at 30 weeks. Um, I decided that I couldn't do I couldn't deal with dude anymore because, again, you never gave birth. You can't really tell me how to prepare. It was really simple, you know, eat well, rest, and all of those things. I'm like, yo, this is a marathon. Like, I need to prepare my body for it. Um, and don't tell me I can't do it, you know. So ended up working with the midwife, complete opposite experience. Um, white hippie lady, I like to call her. Very <laughs> loving, very, like, uplifting, empowering, um, talking to me about my body and my experience and what I was going through. And basically I had a midwife and I had a doula and in the birthing process, I went through so many mental battles just throughout birth. Um, I was in labor for 25 hours, mm. uh, <laughs> 25 Whoa. hours. And is that because you're doing it the natural way? Or the just... nat- so the natural way is basically your body releases these hormones. It talks to baby. It communicates. Mm-hmm. And it happens on no one's schedule. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Like my water broke at 4, I mean 7.04 a.m. on January 8th. My baby wasn't, I didn't meet her until 8.14 a.m. January 9th. So the process started, you know, at no home, none of no that. epidural, oh. nothing straight goddess warrior birthed my baby <laughs> naturally. Um, and it was throughout the, so my mom was in the room and she had two, she had a C-section with me and then she had a V-back, which is um, vaginal birth after C-section. Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember just. The, the mental battles, like I have to keep lifting up myself, having these affirmations and all of this. And I went in very confident. I will say around hour 17, I was like, you know what? Um, you know, I just changed my mind, you know, 
uh, I was tired, you know, I 17 hours. That's a full day of work, yeah. exercising, the, you know. Yeah, that's overtime. Overtime, <laughs> pain. So I was in the birthing room, you know, just trying to take, I was trying to go to sleep. They were laughing. I mean, they probably still tell this story because every time the, the midwives and the doctors would come in, I'm like, yo, I'm about to go to sleep. And, uh, <laughs> and basically my, my, um, doula came in and she kind of was like coaching me through mm -hmm. what to do how to walk around how to eat you know foods that were energizing to my body and i remember she kept a doula is like a mothering nurturing sister mm -hmm. who, okay. who is okay. there mm -hmm. um and she kept talking to me and talking me through the process and just whispering in my ear like mom she was she was puerto rican she's like mommy like you you said you wanted to do this like mm -hmm. you're going to do this but you have to get up and like walk around and move around like you can't lay in bed sleep <laughs> oh. mm -hmm. um so that was the transformation i mean once you and i still went through things after hence birthing that book and you know the things that are in that book but um for the most part like i feel unstoppable mm -hmm. so so is, is a lot of what you're saying um in this book is that what um made you take pen to paper and write this book no, well, so my so that's a collection of stories. There are thirty five stories in there. Twelve of the stories are right here. Um, women in Minneapolis who shared their stories with me. The book was actually birthed because um, I went through uh, experience with my daughter's father, where we were kind of separated and trying to figure out what you know what love and co-parenting looks like mm. outside of the relationship. If the rate, if we are agreeing that this relationship is toxic and it's mm -hmm. unhealthy, like how do we? How do we center ourselves enough to put our child in the middle? Mm -hmm. And it's still a struggle. It's an everyday struggle. But it was birth because I ended up finding out when my daughter was about one, I found out I had postpartum depression. Mm. And so I had been, yeah. Yeah, been suffering, you know, in silence. Hence, that's the name of the book, like Mothering Through Pain and Suffering in Silence. But I remember birthing her and my mother, who was a white woman, um, she would just always tell me and other family members, you know, when I would tell them how, mm -hmm awful I felt or how weak I felt or how you know I was just like I don't know what's going on I know motherhood was going to be hard but like dang I didn't know it was going to be this hard and um, everyone kept telling me about how, how much of a strong black woman I was mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so in that sense you know I had postpartum depression it happens to a lot of women and I think yes. it goes mm -hmm. under Especially the radar women. Uh, no mm -hmm. absolutely and then a lot of us are ashamed to admit it. Yep. And and some of right. us, like you said, we're suffering because we don't know that it's happening. We yeah. don't know what's mm -hmm. going on because we're trained to ignore it or we don't yep. know the signs. And so especially us as black people. And then when we see it, we tend to ignore it. So look, let's get into that a little bit more on the other side of the break, because I think that that's incredibly important for our, our village mm -hmm. and our people. So let's get into that more on the other side sure. of the break. This is Black Republican, Black Democrat on Twin Cities News Talk and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. See, I know you don't know nothing about that, Pat. Watch out now. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Welcome back. I don't but, know what's going on over there. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Black Republican, Black Democrat, Twitter Cities News Talk, Twitter Cities News Talk.com, and on your iHeart Radio, I'm Jamar Nelson. I'm Pat Wynn Lawrence. That's the late, great Dennis uh, 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 Edwards from The Temptations. 
don't look any further. That used to be the cut. I mean, okay. all type of rappers have sampled this song. You wouldn't know anything about those rappers. Mm. At Biggie and Tupac, <laughs> okay. they sampled it, okay? okay. Uh, so, anyway. Welcome back. We've got a, a great guest uh, in studio, and I mean a deep sister, uh, Jasmine Boda, mm-hmm. uh, author, teacher, uh, just a really deep, incredibly smart sister, and I'm so glad to have you on. you got to come back on. Absolutely. Especially during this uh, Black History season mm-hmm. around here. Um, well, she mentioned, I just want to say, yeah, she go ahead. mentioned I'm sorry, like three different things that, so, you know, like next week, since we're going to be off the air, we were supposed to do our uh, genealogy genetics, uh, yes. where we're going to have a guy that's like heavy into that um, on the mm-hmm. show. Um, but you mentioned epigenetics. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to touch on that because that's something we would have touched on last uh, next week. Yeah. Um, because it's the imprinting of our DNA. So yes. I've done the DNA testing. So I, you know, I get all of that and how past um traumas or past events in their lives can get, be passed down genetically to yes. descendants because yes. they did studies on people from the Holocaust, you yep. know, and show that those their descendants have been impacted by those things. Like it actually physically changes your uh, DNA. That you yeah. can look at your chromosomes and see that. And so people are then extrapolating and saying, well, for African-Americans, how going through the trauma of slavery, the Middle Passage uh, and all of that, mm-hmm. um, how did that then impact us? And I think there's things that like, so one thing I've noticed about myself, I really am afraid of people that have really sharp, chiseled features. Like, you know, like people like Norwegian people, like those came <laughs> Those are people, Donald like Trump's people favorite here, people. people here, that's why I said Norwegian, just for yeah. you. But people that have very sharp features, for some reason, I'm, I'm very weary of those well, people. Well, you should. You know, but yeah, people that have more softer or bigger, like that doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, and no, I they got big noses and, and no if, wide cheeks. Yeah, I, <laughs> I wonder why that is. Um, but it could be something genetic, like mm. something, some trauma could have happened, you know, back in my ancestry. On yeah, for sure. Um, and so, and then you also mentioned soul ties and like uh, generational curses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm very familiar um, with that. And, and, can you speak a little bit on that? I know in this short little yeah. segment, but I mean, yeah. people really need to be aware of that because that's why that's why when we were talking about marriage and relationships, that's one of the reasons why I don't think people need to step out of their marriages because when you're getting married, you're the two are becoming one. Mm. And so you're bringing all the baggage, like they say, all the person that you sleep with, you're also sleeping with all the people they slept with. Yeah. And so you're bringing in. So just think if you've been sleeping with 20, 30 different people and you're bringing, I mean, that's just a cluster oh, you know please. what so mm. yeah so that's why i think people need to be aware of that no yeah yeah so epigenetics basically you did a great you know job explaining it it's the the, the idea and the theory that our genetics has our dna has been altered based on our experience here so you know living in america we have this historical we have this like very peculiar um setup and situations um and it is the idea that you know we were one way we were captured, we were kidnapped, captured, captured. we experienced natal alienation, mm-hmm. and that trauma and those experiences are still mm-hmm. embedded in our DNA. So that's why I bring together the birthing, the birthing, how you bring your child into the world, how mm-hmm. you're um, connecting with your child, it really can impact and change their DNA. Mm-hmm. Word. Um, mm-hmm. So Word. you have a lot of people who, you know, they don't like loud sounds or they don't it's mm-hmm. just all of these peculiar yeah. things you're saying mm-hmm. and the more that they look into it and do that ancestral work it's like oh i'm starting to realize this is a reason why mm-hmm. healthy relationships uh between as you're saying co-parenting i know a, a lot of um a lot of my friends um grew up in single family homes uh-huh. and the stigma is that we cannot we don't thrive 
Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of our boys, a lot of our children don't thrive because of single family homes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the thing about, especially nowadays in this generation, co-parenting almost is non-existent because of saying of toxic, unhealthy relationships mm-hmm. yeah. that we don't recognize, yeah. or that we we stay in uh, because of our parents, the 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 ideal of how our parents yeah. are, are were together, or blah blah blah. Yeah. So you speak a lot about that. Uh, yeah, I get a lot of pushback from the community um, about my decision. Look, I'm for black love, but I'm also for black love that's positive and that's inspiring and it's uplifting. Mm-hmm. So I'm to the point where I won't tolerate it. Word. And I think <laughs> black men Word. are not like I could support you from a distance and I could, you know, send some love, light and all of those things to you. But the black superwoman complex is real because black women are the mules of the world. We car- we're carrying that. So oftentimes in those, you know, relationships, we're told that we have to, we have to experience all of this pain and all of this um, abuse. Sub- it's abuse. Submissive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I'm, yeah, I, yeah. and I'm for it. Like I can, I can get the balance. And if I have someone who's leading me and leading me in the right direction, I'm, you can drive. But if I, if I don't really know where I'm going or if you, go down the road i might not i might not be comfortable so that's how i feel about that and co-parenting i think is just it's a responsible thing to do mm-hmm. you my daughter's father he is a awesome 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 amazing father and you always speak highly of him on your uh when you speak of him, you always speak highly of him. yeah but so there's i appreciate some, that as a black man yeah but there's some toxic ways and i mean in the book it talks about just our experience in terms of like two people coming together both from the hood um, both having the, this dysfunctional outlook on love. And then when you bring a child into that, you all your trauma actually comes out. Oh, absolutely. So, Manifest is no doubt. Yeah. Yes. So that's what we're up against, just realizing that we're two different people. You know, um, we've changed and we've grown a lot. And I think co-parenting forces you to step outside of yourself yes, and to yes, do sir. what's best for the child. How, how, okay, but you also uh, notice it comes out in the children, too, because yeah. remember, the children are the combination of both parents. Yeah, so no doubt. That's why we have the same characters of our parents right. in certain ways. Like if you've ever heard your mom say, yo, you're just like your dad yeah. or your mom said, yeah. oh, you, you're you just know. like him. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because it, that's true, because their DNA is in you. Yeah. I am you know? my father's child. Yeah. I, yeah. Yes, yeah. I definitely yeah. am my father's yeah. child. I don't. Yeah, I definitely. <laughs> I definitely am. But now, again, see, my mom and dad are married right today. They've been married for over 40 years now. So I grew up with the ideal of have a happy life of being married. So I mm-hmm. I grew up thinking that I had to be married because yeah. my parents were married, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so I and think... they tell you that too. <laughs> well, and they do. Like, that's what and my that's parents what I'm tell saying. me. <laughs> so, so I think we got we to gotta do it yourself. We've got to learn, and which is what's why I love her energy, is because she tells women that you can do it without a man. Or And, and, and I think... See, again, I think wait, 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 what I'm saying, though, seriously, and I think that it's not it's it's because of society that we frown upon that. But again, yes, we want it done with the with the obvious two parent. Yes. But sometimes that's not possible. I, I my theory is um, 
it's a quote in there, kind and like something about kind and compassionate parenting is like putting a mirror up to yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when women are even in those toxic relationships, that's the 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 level uh, of abuse for the child increases. No doubt. So you got to ask yourself, you know, if I'm in this toxic situation, right, um, am I going to be able to mother and parent and meet the needs physical, mentally, emotional, physical, spiritual, all of those needs of my child? And if the answer is no, then. You got to choose you. And if the father still wants to be involved more, like my door is open. My daughter's father can come pick her up. But there's some toxic stuff there. You got to set firm boundaries. You know, you got to be like, look, it's about parenting. Mm -hmm. But it's also like you won't call my phone and disrespect me. Mm -hmm. You won't call me out my name in front of my child. Mm -hmm. You won't abuse the child. And so I am encouraging women to go to the village model. You've yeah. got to have support. And I agree with that because you need that community. That's what we're lacking in the black community so much. We all want to be individuals. Individuals, but right. But we need mm -hmm. to be a community, and that's how our ancestry was. You look back at our ancestors, whether in Africa or here in the States, and that community is a support system that's supposed to carry you from birth to death. Yeah. And that's what in, happens in other communities, and that's why they're successful. But with us, we want to do things as individuals, and that's why we're not as successful. Jasmine, tell us where we can find you and how, because uh, you got different, you, do, you are a different expo. You got anything coming up? Man, um, I'll be at the Woke Productions. I should have had this ready. On the 24th, I'll be at um, Woke Productions on the north side. I can't even remember. <laughs> That's okay. We'll post it on our page yep. and uh, keep in touch with us. And I think that what you're doing is great work. Absolutely. Keep it up, sister. I'm supporting mm -hmm. you. Please come back. Yes. Yeah, keep the good work up. And I love it. Uh, Pat, will you be back next week? Um, you won't be back next we week. won't because we won't be on well, you, Oh, my God. <laughs> you, just, you just dropped the bomb. Thanks, Pat. This man keeps killing everything. Thank you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you podcast the show today and make sure you podcast next week's show. Thank you, Jasper, for coming on. Patwin, thank you. Yes. Stan, I appreciate yeah. you. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>